the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Homebuyer. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Thanks to the worldwide pandemic, the G20 summit continues virtually. Most powerful leaders in the world attempting to chart out a wide array of problems and solutions. Two regulations issued by the Trump administration could mean we will pay less for prescriptions. One would tie what Medicare pays for medications administered in a officials there certified results showing Joe Biden winning the state. The tally shows Biden defeated Mr. Trump by more than 12,600 votes in the Peach State. This is SRN News. Larry Elder says Trump isn't going anywhere. For people who are really, really crushed by how this election appears to be turning out, Donald Trump has changed this country. Donald Trump has changed this party. And the man's not going to go away. It appears that he increased his percentage of the black vote by about 50%. And I heard uh, some Castor say, well, it's not that big of a deal. Really? If your ratings went up 50%, you'd say it's not that big of a deal? It's a huge deal. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, intelligent radio. Whether you're listening from outside the Twin Cities or in, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian, and for the weather today, it's going to be 37 degrees and foggy. We've partnered up with Thrive Farmers to give away their famous coffee, tea, and other great prizes, like mugs, T-shirts, hats, coffee grinders, and more. The grand prize includes a pallet of coffee and some tea, too. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Freedom Fan Club. The following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer. Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson, the poser, back with another hour of the broadcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a follow if you have not done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Kind of hoping that uh, we have more live listeners today. Again, our Vikings do not play until 325 uh, when they take on the uh, crummy Dallas Cowboys. So the Vikings, golden opportunity to get the win today and move to 500 on the year, which, again, the, I think I said this at the at the outset of the show, the way they started this season, uh, I didn't expect them to win three or four games, and today they could win their fifth game and would put them at 500. And I'll tell you, uh, the schedule the next couple weeks, Carolina's, you know, Carolina's pretty tough. That ought to be an intriguing game next week when Teddy Bridgewater comes to town. And then, and then Jacksonville comes to town, and Jacksonville's awful. So our Vikings could be above 500 here. Couple games above five hundred. Who's to say? I'm getting ahead of myself. They got to still got to win today. Don't never underestimate or underestimate our Vikings losing a winnable game. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, but I do want to get to some more local news uh, from this past week. Uh, I had been hearing a rumor about a month or two 
uh, ahead of Election Day that a couple of prominent DFL senators were contemplating switching parties. Now, that was a huge deal because going into Election Day, the Republicans had a 35 to 32 majority in the Minnesota Senate, and they were playing defense going into Election Day because there were some suburban-held seats that were very vulnerable, uh, particularly Dan Hall here in Burnsville, nearby Burnsville. Uh, Paul Anderson, who represented the Plymouth-Minnetonka area, was not seeking re-election, and that area has just become more blue um, as time has gone on. Uh, and Greg Polis, who was a Republican candidate, ended up losing in that one. And so that was two seats. Uh, amazingly, Republicans, vulnerable pu- Republicans like Warren Limmer and uh, Carla Nelson, uh, thankfully held on to their uh, respective Senate seats because those were very, very difficult races, to uh, uh, to say the least. Uh, unfortunately, Jerry Ralph up in the St. Cloud area ended up losing. So uh, the Republicans barely hung on to a majority thanks to a uh, friend of the show, Zach Duckworth, in the Farmington-Lakeville area, as well as uh, Gene Dornink down in Austin and Albert Lee areas, both Republicans ousting DFL incumbents. So the Republicans barely held on to the majority, and then this past Wednesday, the rumors of two DFL senators switching parties became official. This is from the Minneapolis Star-Tribune. Uh, two influential state senators from the Iron Range, including former majority leader, uh, announced Wednesday that they are splitting from the DFL party to form an independent caucus in the narrowly divided state Senate. The decision by Senator Tom Bach of Cook, a longtime Capitol power broker, and Senator David Tomasoni of Chisholm will likely further shift dynamics at the state legislature next year. The decision means that instead of 34 to 33 split in the GOP-led chamber, the Senate will be comprised of 34 Republicans, 31 Democrats, and two independents. Democrats will retain a majority in the state House. In a statement, the two breakaway legislators cited growing political polarization and an opportunity to chair committees and make sense to better serve their districts within the legislative framework as reasons for the split. Uh, People are going to wonder why I'm doing this, and to be honest, there are several reasons. I'm very disappointed by the extreme partisanship going on nationally and right here in Minnesota, Box said in a statement on the move, which was first reported by KSTP and NPR News. Both Both political parties are to blame. The constant negative and sharp rhetoric is undermining voters' confidence in our public institutions. It doesn't have to stay this way. Well, if you look at a map from, go back to 2012, the 2012 election cycle was the first election cycle under the current makeup of the districts because, of course, redistricting took place in early 2012, and it's going to take place again in early 2022, obviously every 10 years after the census. Uh, the outstate areas, particularly up in the Iron Range, were very blue. They, these were Democrat strongholds for literally decades. I mean, Jim Oberstar represented uh, Congressional District 8, you know, up in the Iron Range, northwest uh, Minnesota, for, again, literally decades. That that district didn't change dramatically after redistricting. Uh, and Oberstar, again, like I say, represented it. Then Chip Kravak pulled a huge upset in 2010 during the Republican Tea Party wave. And then uh, in 2012, Rick Nolan uh, ousted incumbent Republican Kravak, so it was back in Democrat hands for another six years. Uh, before Pete Stauber emerged victorious in 2018, and then he won handily, re-election handily in 2020. So that area is pretty much uh, going to stay Republican for quite some time. And Bach and Tomasoni were DFLers, but not in the motif of the Metrocrats. I mean, the Metrocrats' priorities compared to outstate DFLers, dramatically different. I mean, the Metrocrats are all about gun control, uh, you know, uh, Increasing the minimum wage, climate change initiatives, you know, higher taxes, uh, that you know, that sort of thing. Whereas the outstate uh, DFLers are representing their districts. You're going to find, you know, outstate DFLers are going to may possibly be pro-life. They're definitely going to be pro-gun. And in the case of Senators Bach and and Tomasoni, who represent the Iron Range, pro-mining. 
which is another area where the Metrocrats have served as a barricade, you know, to expand mining in that in that particular area. So obviously, this move was done to you know better represent their constituents and break away from their party apparatus. Uh, I don't know when these senators Bach, the senators Bach and Thomasoni. I'm not 100 percent sure when they started contemplating this move, but I have to think the last straw took place earlier this year in February. It was just before the 2020 legislative session, and the DFL minority held leadership vote, and they ousted Tom Bach, who was the leader of their caucus back when they were in the majority. They were in the majority until the 2016 election cycle when the Republicans uh, took majority of the Minnesota Senate. But then Bach, of course, uh, the next uh, few sessions, uh, that would be the twenty seven sessions, 2017, 18, and 19, was the Senate minority leader. And then Susan Kent of Woodbury, Metrocrat, was then voted as the new minority leader, ousting Tom Bach. I have to think that that was the final straw, where Tom Bach finally said, you know, that's enough. And former Senator uh, Jeff Hayden had even said back then, that uh, the priorities of the DFL caucus were not the same, were not aligned with what the more metrocentric wing of the party was prioritizing. Well, you can guess what that meant. They were going to try to push gun control again, which they were able to pass the red flag bill and the background checks bill in the House because the DFL had a majority in the House, a significant majority in the House, which they had taken uh, in the uh, 2018 election cycle, but obviously they weren't going to get through the Senate, and they were their goal was to use that as a cudgel in the 2020 election cycle, saying, you know what, if we can just take the Senate, we can implement these gun control measures. Well, uh, not only did they not take back the Senate, uh, Senators Bach and Thomasoni are now probably going to caucus with the Republicans on these key issues, like mining and and uh, firearms. And if you listen to Rob Doerr uh, on Mitch's show yesterday, Rob Doerr, the political director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, he was talking about how, you know, he's he's down to the Capitol every, every day during the session. Uh, and if you're not following the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus on Facebook, what the heck are you doing? You need to do it because Rob is Johnny on the spot when providing the most up-to-date information from his day down at the Capitol. And he's down there every single day there in session. And he's talking now about this move allows uh, the gun the gun owners and you know the the gun lobby to be more on the offensive to where now you're talking about passing stand your ground and constitutional carry not only in the Senate but in the House because the Republicans closed the majority in the House the DFL still has a majority in the House but Rob seems to think there are enough outstate DFLers in the House that would go along with these two gun measures. Because, again, these these outstate DFLers in the House, they're up for election again in 2022. So this is all to lay the groundwork for 2022. And so if you get on the record that gun control was passed, or not gun control, uh, constitutional carry and stand your ground was passed in the House and the Senate, and Governor Walls vetoed it, then the gun lobby can use that against Governor Walls in his bid for re-election in 2022. So now it's a whole different ballgame. That's why this is a seismic shift, these two senators making this particular move. This is big time. And, uh, again, I had no inside knowledge as to how long they've been contemplating this move, but I have to think that uh, they've been seeing this coming for a while. And, I, I, and I'd have to think it probably happened in 2016 because Trump started to, you know, when Trump was obviously first running for president in 2016, he won areas of Minnesota that Republicans had not performed well in in the past, you know, Republican presidential candidates. And that kind of was uplifting to other Democrat or excuse me, Republicans who were running in those districts. So they had to see that shift coming in 2016, maybe even before then, who's to say, but for sure in 2016. And like I say, when Bach was ousted as leader of the caucus in favor of uh, Woodbury, uh, Susan Kent, uh, that sent a very clear signal that the metrocrat agenda of gun control, higher taxes, et cetera, at far outweighed uh, the more 
moderate desires of outstate DFLers. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see this upcoming session, how this uh, all plays out. But uh, this is a whole different ball game uh, coming up uh, this particular session than it was, say, the uh, the past two sessions, that's for sure. And by the way, 2021, that's going to be a, a budget year in the midst of a COVID-19 pandemic. So a lot to keep an eye on, to say the least. Uh, 651 289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Are you tired of overpaying for batteries for your car, truck, snowmobile, boat, four-wheeler, and more? Full Service Battery is the solution for you. At Full Service Battery, that's all they do. Their experts will consult with you on the best possible battery for your situation. And their everyday low pricing beats almost all store sales prices. Buying in bulk? Their inventory is stocked with almost any battery you could need. And at the lowest prices in town. Check them out today at FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now you could get a meter upgrade in addition we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you regardless of your age if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies 800-439-7409 800-439-7409 that's 800-439-7409 you listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. All my Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Going to take a pivot here, as we are wont to do on the broadcast. Uh, you know me, if you've listened to this program for any length of time, you know that I am a uh, quite the sports nut, talk sports uh, whenever I get an opportunity. And uh, we are honored at this time to welcome an author that goes by the pen name of Dan Wenasota. His uh, book that he has recently written is entitled History of Heartbreak, 100 Events That Tortured 
Minnesota sports fans. And if you're wondering where he got the name Minnesota, well, I'll I'll let you I'll let him explain it. But I have a feeling it has it has something to do with when is Minnesota ever going to win a championship? Uh, as as a 51 year old man who's been a sports fan for more than 40 years. Uh, I find myself exclaiming that. Of course, I am old enough to have appreciated the Twins' two World Series titles, but I've experienced more than my share of heartbreak. And uh, we're here to talk to Dan about his book, uh, his perspective, and what his thought process was in putting this uh, particular book together. Uh, Dan Winnesota, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, sir. Good to have you on. Hey, thanks for having me. It's nice to be here. Uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, I guess we'll just uh, kind of get into, um, well, first of all, as I kind of uh, threw out the teaser a little bit, uh, your pen name, uh, Dan Wenesota, that's W-H-E-N-E-S-O-T-A. Uh, did I did I kind of get the, uh, did I kind of get that uh, correct, Dan? It's uh, when is Minnesota going to win a uh, championship? Is that kind of the origin of the name? Yeah, the whole project started as kind of a rebuttal. I don't know if you've ever heard of the uh, ESPN 30 for 30 Believe Land. I saw it multiple um, times, yes. Yeah, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, and don't get me wrong, Cleveland fans are, they, they've got it rough too. But oh, yes. during that film, you know, and I watch a lot of documentaries. I'm a big documentary fan, but I'm watching this, and a lot of the things they use as kind of their pillars of their, their heartbreaking story uh, have mirror images to those of, of – Minnesota, and in some cases, Minnesota's you know examples are even worse. So I came up with this whole project of uh, as more of a rebuttal to Believe Land, saying, "Well, you guys are heartbroken, but here's my case. I'm presenting my case." So the name Minnesota, I was trying to find something catchy like Believe Land, but yeah, you hit it with like, "When is it going to be our turn?" When? <laughs> because I think in the in the beginning of the film, they say something like. Uh, in, in what Cleveland had been the longest team uh, uh, with in the four major sports to not have a championship. Well, in 2016, they won an NBA championship, and that put Minnesota on the clock. Yeah, exactly right. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I remember when that uh, documentary came out. I think it was in the spring of 2016, so it was literally a couple months before the Cavaliers uh, won the NBA title. But, yeah, you're exactly right of uh, – of the U.S. cities with at least three teams representing one of the four major sports leagues, uh, Cleveland was the only one in the past half century that had failed to win. And when they won, then it was down to two, Washington, D.C., and Minneapolis. Well, now the Washington Capitals two years ago won a Stanley Cup, so we're number one, I guess, Dan, Minnesota. (laughs) We are number one, that's right. So I guess uh, from that standpoint, when you were uh, chrono- – by the way, this was very detailed. I love some of the anecdotes in here, and I, I consider myself a connoisseur of all things Minnesota sports, and I'm fascinated by fascinating facts. And there were stories in here that I was not even aware of, so I'll, we'll, we'll definitely get to those in a little bit. But uh, I just want to kind of get an idea of what was your process like putting this together? Was it conjuring up all these awful memories once again as you witness them and you were feeling that kick-in-the-stomach feeling again? Uh, was it cathartic? I mean, what was kind of your process of putting this uh, together, Dan? Well, again, it, it, it goes back to that, the Believe Land thing. So at first it was it was actually a film. I put together this amateur film called Minnesota, okay. and we had like a, 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 a premiere in the garage with, you know, friends and relatives, and I bought little, you know, Minnesota cups for everybody to have like a little souvenir and you know, one of my friends, um, you know, we didn't at that point, we didn't think it was going to go anywhere further than that. But one of my friends was like, you know, maybe you should try to put this out there and get a little traction with it on, you know, sure. the social media and things. And he suggested that I start writing again. I had done a little bit of writing in college. And so I started a blog um, again called Minnesota and got the website and the trademark and the copyright and all that. Just started writing my sports rantings. And one of those um uh, was inspired by a person on, on Twitter called Super 70 Sports. On one day, he posted something about, uh, you know, on this day 50 years ago, Jim Marshall uh, was what ran the wrong way. Right. I thought, wow, that's really good. Somebody's documenting those things. Somebody should really put together a list of all the bad things that have happened in Minnesota. And then I went, wait a minute, that's me. That's kind of my <laughs> bit. So I, I put together this whole thing. I called it the Minnesota uh, Sports Disappointment Calendar. And I just started writing down all the ones that I could remember at first. Um, but then one Sunday morning, Dan Barrero, sorry, I don't mean to mention another radio station, but uh, he was uh, asking for Minnesota's, you know, for uh, listeners' uh, worst sports moments. So I emailed him the calendar, and he was like, he was blown away. He was like, this is like a whole calendar of them all. And that, mm-hmm. He started using it on the air 
Um, and then I got interviewed by, I think, Scott Korzenowski. And the next day I had a book offer. Just like, wow. hey, we want you to write this book. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I'm a teacher. I'm a rube. I'm a nobody, you know? So it's like, it's like, what's going on here? So the, the writing process itself is we, we took, um, and I'm by we, I mean, I, some of the teachers I work with, uh, you know, we would get together at lunch and we'd go through all the events um, and we kind of ranked them. And like, we've, we thought, uh, you know, losing an, uh, a conference championship was definitely, you know, uh, uh, we kind of gave them rankings, a one, two, and a three in terms of severity. And uh, we came up with uh, a list of as many as we could. Um, and the publisher obviously wanted me to keep it concise. Sure. <laughs> because we have like 400 events on the calendar. Right. So eventually we whittled it down to 100. Um, and uh, the first chapter we called The Dirty Dozen. We let some of the followers on Twitter vote on uh, which ones they thought were the worst. So, like, I kind of think personally, um, the North Stars leaving and Herschel Walker trades are, are kind of my personal worst. But, uh, you know, the fans kind of outvoted me on that with, uh, I think it's the, the uh, 99, 98, 99, uh, Gary Anderson missed that NFC championship. And then the 2009 NFC championship, two of ranked one and two, I think. Well, I was going to say, now, if you were to put this out to uh, fellow Minnesota sports fanatics of, you know, what are your worst memories, uh, where you were, what would you consider the worst heartbreak, the most heartbreaking moments of Minnesota sports? To me, that's numbers one and two were, would have been exactly what I would have predicted because uh, the Vikings at 98 team, I mean, it was everything was, was set up. I mean, the 15 and one record home field. Yeah. Throughout, I mean the the most prolific offense. Yeah, Gary Anderson literally hadn't missed a kick in two years, and I think you noted that in the in your in your uh, chapter there. Pat Summerall, I think, said that very thing before Anderson actually missed the kick. So yeah. he said he has, and Anderson hasn't missed in two years. Right, right. I you know, and that's the worst part of this is I had to go back and like I had to rewatch some of these. I'm I'm oh, old God bless you. not old enough to have watched the Super Bowl losses. I literally went back and watched them all. <laughs> wow. That's dedication. Yeah, that that's I couldn't have done that. To this day, if there's even a highlight of either the nineteen ninety eight NFC championship game against the Falcons or the number two most heartbreaking moment, the Vikings NFC championship at New Orleans against the Saints, Brett Favre's first year with the Vikings, if there's even a highlight of either of the I can't watch it. I can't. So yeah, I applaud your I applaud your dedication. But one interesting little tidbit about the 98 game, you know, everybody points to the Gary Anderson miss, and obviously that was the mo- one of the most shocking because the guy hadn't missed a kick of any kind in training camp, mini camp, preseason, regular season, postseason, nothing. And so, yeah, that obviously was the most shocking way for that to, to happen. But I still maintain that you could kind of see the danger coming just before halftime of that game. The Vikings had a 20 to 7 lead. They were going to get the kickoff to start the second half and they were deep in their own territory and it's like, okay, no reason to try to uh get a, you know to try to throw a deep pass, do anything too risky here. Just, you know, run out the clock, get the ball to start the second half and if you score a touchdown, you're up 27 to 7 and you've pretty much crushed the spirit of the Falcons at that point. The Falcons were totally outclassed. But if you remember, Cunningham dropped back to pass deep in his own territory, was sacked, fumbled, Atlanta recovered, scored a touchdown the very next play, and despite being thoroughly dominated, they were down only six points at halftime, and that gave them a little extra spark going into the second half, To and then we all know how that ended up. So I maintain yeah. that that was kind of the beginning of the end, uh, Dan Wendesota. For sure. For sure, yeah. I, and I, I still get mad about the take in the knee at the end, though. I, you just kind of oh, alluded yeah. to that. I mean, we, we had one of the greatest offenses, the most prolific offenses in the history of the NFL. I think we had two timeouts. We had Randy Moss, who had 30 seconds. Right. Uh, oh, my God. Taking the knee, it's still just I, I get upset and angry about it when I see it. Well, and, it was, and, and that's a great point because it was the conflicting philosophies. Because, right. obviously, Coach Green was asked, well, why did you decide to open it up at the end of the first half. You were going to get the second half kickoff. You already had a 13-point lead. as well, we've been doing that all year. We've been playing aggressive, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, if that's your philosophy, be aggressive at all times, then yeah. why did you take a knee when you had two timeouts, 30 seconds left at the end of regulation? So that was Denny classic. was out thinking himself, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was classic uh, Denny Green, I guess, you know, kind of taking uh, – uh, Taking it at both ends. So, again, this is a fascinating book. We kind of covered the, the Dirty Dozen. This is broken up 
like I say, with the 12 most heartbreaking moments of involving Minnesota sports, whether it be, uh, you know, NFL, NHL, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, and uh, or the NBA. And then, Dan, you also compartmentalize these, and we'll get to that a little bit. We need to take a break between, obviously, sure. the most heartbreaking other moments in Vikings history, Twins history, North Stars slash Wild, Timberwolves, and the University of Minnesota kind of has its own category, too. Again, we're here with uh, Dan Winnesota talking about his book, History of Heartbreak, 100 Events That Tortured Minnesota Sports Fans. I got my copy at uh, Barnes & Noble, terrific book. I already read through it. You can also get a copy at Amazon.com as well if you'd like. makes a great stocking stuffer, to say the least. And we're here to take your phone calls as well, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Back with another segment with our guest, Dan Wenasota, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Want to give a truly unique gift at half the regular price? It's a hot air balloon ride at treetop level across the St. Croix River Valley. The memory becomes sweeter knowing you paid half the regular price through this special radio offer. Float quietly along somewhere between the lush green earth below and wide open expanse of the blue sky above. To purchase a private ride for two from Stillwater Balloons at half off the regular price, go to this station's website, click on the More tab, and Half Price Offers, or call the station now. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills. But let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build a bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes high schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport who looks good in stripes anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love if you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks chances are you'd look good in stripes too we want to hear from you we need to hear from you no officials means no games no stripes means no stars And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. I was drinking through the day without my spouse knowing who would be hidden in the room, tucked in a corner, or in a slipper. I came to Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, and I couldn't be happier. It changed my whole life. You are not alone. And you can take the first step towards freedom from addiction by calling Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge at 612-FREEDOM. Or you can text MNTC to 900-900 or go online to mntc.org slash not alone. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. I'm Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Continuing our discussion with author Dan Wenasota. He, the author of History of Heartbreak, 100 Events That Tortured uh, Minnesota Sports Fans. Uh, Dan, I uh, did notice that of your uh, dirty dozen of the top, I think, six or seven, all but one of them, Involved the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, not, not really an accident, uh, Dan Minnesota. <laughs> no, I always say they are the kings of heartbreak in our in our uh, state here. They are the undisputed kings of breaking our heart. Like I mean, today everybody's expecting 
you know, oh, Dallas is bad. We should beat them. <laughs> you yeah. know, they've, they've won enough games to kind of get us back interested again. And, you know, it just seems like one of those games where they're going to kick us right in the crotch. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I I was saying that very thing in an earlier segment is like, you know, it's unbelievable that if the Vikings win today, they'll be 500 considering the way they started this season. And then it's like, I'm kind of getting a little ahead of my skis here. (laughs) Let's kind of, yeah, to your point, rein that in a little bit. (laughs) So, well, uh, I guess we'll, uh, we'll talk about some uh, other aspects of this, uh, of this particular book. Uh, Some uh, uh, kind of little factoids that I didn't know about, like it, like I had, uh, like it indicated, I, I, I'm a sports connoisseur. I love fascinating facts and interesting backstories and whatnot. For instance, the uh, coach known as the Wizard of Westwood, John Wooden, coached UCLA for 27 seasons, won multiple national championships, at one point uh, guided his team to 88 consecutive uh, wins, Uh, almost was the coach of the University of Minnesota basketball team back in the late 40s. Why don't you share that anecdote, Dan Winnesota? Well, so... This is, you know, it's kind of been legend for a long time that this happened. Sports Illustrated did a thing on it. Uh, this one was actually suggested to me by one of my coworkers. Okay. Um, he was, uh, I think he was at Indiana Teachers College, and his wife was from the Midwest. He wanted to stay in the Midwest, and uh, he was the top candidate to get the job at the University of Minnesota. And um, he wanted to bring his assistants with him, apparently, though. And the university AD, I think the guy's name was McCormick, he uh, didn't have the authority to approve hiring the assistant coaches. So he had to go back and get uh, approval from the regents. Um, And during that time, as legend goes, there was apparently a snowstorm that knocked down phone lines and the, the, uh, uh, the AD McCormick couldn't get back to John Wooden uh, to give him his answer. And in the meantime, John Wooden thought Minnesota had changed their mind and he went on uh, to accept a job, from UCLA and became one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. Having said that, um, in uh, the, the the Daily Bruin claims the date of that snowstorm was April 17th, 1948. That's a Saturday. John Wooden in his book said it was a Sunday evening. Um, regardless of what the day was, I went back and looked at weather data in the, in the uh, Minneapolis area. There was no snowstorm because John Wooden said it was a snowstorm in the Twin Cities. Okay. There was no snowstorm that weekend. Um, later on, Sid Hartman had wrote that it was a snowstorm in South Dakota that had prevented Frank McCormick, who had been traveling, uh, from calling. There was no snowstorm in South Dakota either. My point is this. He, he was definitely a candidate here. Um, he, he got hired at UCLA. We know those to be true. The snowstorm part of it, I don't. I and other Minnesota sports historians, we think that might be a little bit of a, a, a fairy tale Maybe trying to protect, uh, cover someone's rear end or something that sure. didn't get the call in time or something. But uh, yeah, that one was an interesting one because I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I couldn't uh, document the snowstorm. Yeah. Never okay. happened. Okay. Well, regardless, yeah. I, I mean, the fact that there was even interest from a what turned out to be yeah. a legendary coach like that, yeah, certainly uh, uh, an opportunity lost. Big uh, myth. Yeah, no doubt. Now you now uh, it, refresh my memory. You said at the outset your personal biggest heartbreak was the North Stars moving to Dallas. Was it, do I do I remember that correctly? Yes. Um, okay. So when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time at Met Center. Um, one of my my parents were friends with the uh, the Mancini's. I don't know if you've ever. I'm assuming you know Mancini's. Oh sure. Not. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, my my. Marianne Mancini used to take take me to North Stars games all the time because I was kind of just a lonely, nerdy little kid who liked sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she used to take me, and I spent a lot of time there as a kid. So I had a lot of great memories from Met Center. When the North Stars left, I wrote this in the book. They took a piece of with me with mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, I've had trouble getting back into the wild, but you know, like I have some nieces and nephews who they just adore the wild. That you know, they are growing up with their hockey team like I grew up with mine, you know. But for me personally, the North Stars leaving, that was tough. That was really hard. They were, they, they were you know, our hockey team. Yeah, and it, it, I, I bring that up because this kind of had a uh, rather interesting intersection with uh, number six of the Dirty Dozen, which, of course, number six was Drew Pearson's push-off that ended the Viking season in the divisional <laughs> playoffs 1975 yeah. because many surmise – that that Vikings team, had they gone to the Super Bowl, was probably the best Vikings team of that of the 
all the ones that went to the Super Bowls in the 70s. And, of course, it was the famous play Roger Staubach uh, said the Hail Mary before he threw to Drew Pearson and he made the catch uh, for the touchdown, eliminated the Vikings. I bring that up because, of course, Roger Staubach is, an, is a name that tortures uh, Minnesota sports fans. Uh-huh. Uh, he actually met with Norm Green while Norm Green was going around Dallas trying to either – Either after he sold the team or was looking to sell the team to Dallas. Why don't you kind of give us a backstory on that day? It was it was when Norm was shopping the team around. Okay, he was in Dallas, okay. and apparently Robert Roger Staubach was the one who uh, who, who was showing him around town. Is there a documented kind of, photo of this? If Minnesota sports fans ever saw Norm Green and Roger Staubach in the same photo, Dan Minnesota, my goodness. No, I don't know if there's a photo, but I have found it documented in multiple newspapers. And apparently when Norm Green was in Dallas, he had like an autographed football from Staubach in his office. Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> apparently they were besties. Oh, gosh, yeah, that, that, that's an amazing uh, backstory behind that whole thing. Again, two, uh, two individuals that uh, tortured Minnesota sports fans, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked, you know, get back to the University of Minnesota in a bit. You kind of have a personal anecdote of probably uh, when many people talk about uh, Gophers football, most come from the perspective of the futility of the program because – up until last year when they, you know, finished in the top 10 and at one point were in a position to where if they won out and finished undefeated, you know, it sounds crazy to say, might have been eligible for the four-team playoff. Didn't work out that way. But the point is, Gophers football has been known for its futility or just on the cusp where you think they just might finally get over that hump. Only like Vikings teams of past would uh, kick us in the uh, in the groin, and you have a specific memory of the 2003 Gophers Michigan game, the battle for the Little Brown Jug, which the Gophers program has rarely had in my lifetime, and it looked to be like they were going to get the Little Brown Jug for the first time in 17 years. Back in 2003, didn't quite work out, Dan Winnesota. Why don't you tell us your personal anecdote about that? Well, we had season tickets at the time, me and my, my buddies from college. So we, uh, we sat, if you remember the old Metrodome, the Twins bullpen was down the, down the third baseline. Yep. And we sat, we were sitting right uh, by the Twins bullpen that had that little ledge okay. that would kind of protect the, the bullpen, Twins bullpen pitchers. But that's where we sat, and it was on the visitor's sideline. Okay. And, again, it had, been, it had been so long since Minnesota had beat Michigan, and what, what, we were up by 28 points heading into the, the – Yeah, it was 28-7, to seven, yeah. 28 yeah. to 7 going in the fourth quarter. Well, that's yeah, 21 points. So, what I, uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, I was screaming at the Michigan players, you know, get out the jug. I want to see it. Get oh, it no. out. You know, just totally harassing them, you know, and they're, they were kind of sheepish. And then, you know, four touchdowns later or whatever it was, they, they, uh, they came back and won. And it was the same play over and over again. They kept running that screen pass to Chris Perry, and we couldn't stop it. It was the same play. And I remember sitting there after that game uh, with, like, my head in my hands just going, what happened? I, f- I felt like I'd got kicked in the stomach, you know, just like, what what happened? I was so embarrassed, you know. Just, it was awful. Well, just awful. Yeah, you know, it, the Mason era had some of the most gut-wrenching losses I can recall. It seems he was – his teams were known for blowing some of the biggest leads. I don't think you alluded to this uh, – Particular, well, you alluded to obviously the the game that got him fired when he was playing Texas Tech. I forget which bowl game that was where they had. Yeah, yeah, they had a big lead at halftime, and uh, they ended up um, and Texas Tech tied it with a field goal late, and then ended up winning it in overtime. And he was fired the next day. And then athletic director Joel Maturi has said that had that Texas Tech kicker missed the field goal at the end of regulation and the Gophers had won, he would have kept Mason on. So it was just a, it was a <laughs> end of regulation field goal that basically cost Glenn Mason his job. So unbelievable. Well, didn't we hire uh, Brewster after that? We did, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, the, so the rest lives in infamy. Right? Yeah, exactly. But um, I guess going through uh, some of these Gopher football losses, did you – uh, consi- were there other games that you kind of had as your best of the rest? The one that stands out to me is the 2005 game against Wisconsin. They were up by 10 points late. Wisconsin got a touchdown to get within three. And the yeah. Gophers had run for like close to 400 yards. You know, that's back when they had Barber and Maroney in the backfield. Right. And uh, it ended up, you know, the Gophers uh, couldn't get a first down on like third and two, even though they had run for like 400 yards. Somehow they couldn't get that final two yards. Okay, punt the ball away. What well, was a bad snap? 
The punter still tried to kick it away instead of maybe throwing it out the back of the end zone. The Badgers recovered, scored a touchdown, and boom, there the axe is in the Badgers' hands. One more year, Dan Winnesota. So did that game at all stand out, or was that uh, possibly a consideration? Well, it, did. it just uh, didn't make like the you know the top cut uh, as you would as we would say. But I, personally, again, I was there for that one. And the funny thing about that one is, from our angle, again, we were sitting down so low that we didn't see the the snap. What it looked like to us. And I feel bad about this today because we blamed Mason for it. We thought, we thought the punter was trying to run around to run clock. Oh, I see. Just try to eat up some clock before okay. he punted it away. And we were, like, mad that Mason had made that call to do that and, like, just kick the ball away, you know? So I, I remember that distinctively feeling terrible about that because we, we didn't see the fumbled snap. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, that. Yeah, that was definitely a tough loss because that was back in the you know ever since Wasconsin when they hired Barry Alvarez, it was uh, wasn't very often yeah. when the Gophers <laughs> had the axe in their well, uh, possession. Mason always had he always had like you know two three thousand yard rushers or whatever it was, and he always you know talked about what a great rush and that's great, but he always gave up more than that on defense. That was his big issue was defense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did you know. We uh, do have one uh, final segment. Uh, Dan, you able to hold for one final segment with us? Uh, we're going to need to take a break hey, here. What time do the Vikings kick off? Yeah, we're all right. Yeah, 325. <laughs> so we're, we'll be out of here at 256. You're all good. So Dan Winnesota, again, talking about his book, History of Heartbreak, 100 Events That Tortured Minnesota Sports Fans. When we come back, I want to ask Dan about some events he was considering but didn't quite make the cut. And I also have a quibbles of, uh, with a couple events that he refers to as heartbreaks. We'll try to get that in the final segment of the broadcast. AM 12, 8 of the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. I got a piece of land out in the countryside. Lay back and smell the sun. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer. Rest easy. With the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Will it help with her snoring? I snore. Does Rudolph have a red nose? Yes, it can be gently raised on either side to help relieve snoring. So you can really promise better sleep. Not promise. Prove. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. Plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. Ask your smart speaker to find your local Sleep Number store today. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son, founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. As you may already know, my company is the only free service of its kind that provides you with detailed competitive quotes on window, siding, and roofing installs from multiple local contractors after just one short meeting with me. I really wanted to thank all the Patriot listeners who worked with me to improve their homes this year. Some of you have already received big-name window quotes and saved thousands of dollars through My Three Quotes. I cannot stress enough to call me if you had a window bid that nearly gave you a heart attack. With the best pricing in the Twin Cities and zero pressure, we'll get that heart rate back to normal. For roofing, I can use satellite imaging and measurements to get you three competing quotes, whether it's storm damage or just an upgrade. Don't wait. Winter is the time to have me check it out, making sure we secure a spring installation date. Windows and siding, however, are installed all winter long, typically saving my clients even more money. So set an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. 
Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment on the broadcast. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Again, I want to wrap up our discussion with author Dan Winnesota. Again, his book, History of Heartbreak, 100 Events That Tortured Minnesota Sports Fans, available uh, at Amazon.com. I found my copy at uh, the good uh, old-fashioned bookstore, Barnes & Noble. And by the way, Dan, this uh, this may be good news for you. Uh, when I brought this book to the counter to uh, to purchase it, the uh, the cashier had said that uh, yeah, he's been uh, seeing good number of these copies fly off the shelf, and he was just getting familiar yeah. with it itself. So that's a good sign, Dan Winnesota, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, again, I'm a rube and I'm a nobody, so this whole thing has just been really surreal for me. You know, it's just it is. I get nervous doing interviews, man. Sure. I'm just I'm not a media person. This is it's just it's odd. No, this is great, Dan. This, yeah, this is great. I, I've enjoyed this. Like I say, I've, I'd have been willing to do this for an hour or two because I, you know, like I say, a fellow Minnesota sports fanatic myself. But I do want to wrap up uh, with a just a couple of quick things. First of all, I, I, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say quibbles or arguments with some of your selections, but the specific ones I, I'm talking about was the Twins. Uh, contraction attempt as well as the Wolves failed move to to New Orleans. I get that it could probably trigger Minnesota fans because you know we even though it happened before either of us were born, we lost the, the Lakers to Los Angeles and seeing the success they had there. Obviously, the North Stars is fresh in our minds and seeing them win a Stanley yeah. Cup in 1999 certainly uh, heartbreaking. But this these actually did not happen. Why would these be considered heartbreaks, Dan, Minnesota? Well, I think that the Timberwolves one was shortly after the North Stars left. Um, That's fair. So I think, I mean, you know, and for me personally, again, I was a big Timberwolves fan. But, um, you know, just any team leaving is, is big, like, like you said, with the Lakers. And, uh, you know, the Twins, though, I don't want to say it. Uh, Carl was try- I feel like Carl was just trying to make out and, and take uh, make out with the money, take the money and run. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, Agreed. And I think Minnesotans, I think that's heartbreaking in that way. You're you're taking something we love away, um, and you know. And back to the Timberwolves thing too. I'm just remembering too that that's that thing was all all related to the uh, uh, North Stars leaving as well. Because um, I know we kind of brought up Norm. We were talking about Norm earlier, but uh, uh, it wasn't always it wasn't all Norm's fault. I know that rustles some feathers when I say that. But the uh, Metropolitan Sports Commission was trying to squeeze the North Stars downtown because the Timberwolves owners had some sketchy financing, which oh, sure. also led to them leaving as well. So, you know, all these things are just kind of connected, I guess I would say. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and I, I remember the, I forget, uh, you know, Harvey Ratner and Marv Wolfenson, they were the original yep. owners of the Timberwolves. I forget which one said it, but it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a hilarious quote. They said, yeah, well, I, when, I, uh, became a, when I was an NBA owner, I, be, I became a millionaire. Of course, I was a multimillionaire before I became an NBA owner. So, <laughs> to your point, well, and they they also said that the the Target Center would never uh, have to be uh, uh, owned by the public. They would always privately own it, and we wouldn't have to worry about that. And then they turned around and threatened to leave if the Minneapolis didn't buy it from them. Yeah, right. So, uh, you know, it's uh, Timberwolves. Uh, they have their own history of futility, to be sure. Uh, speaking of the Timberwolves, <laughs> the uh, one uh, area that I'm curious about that you left out of the book and i wonder if you gave any consideration uh obviously kevin garnett they drafted in 1995 the very next year they they uh, drafted stefan marbury and then that same year they traded daniel marshall from tom uh, for tom gugliata they had this uh core three players that okay they lost to houston in 1997 but boy this this team has a bright future and then of course Stephon Marbury realized the new collective bargaining agreement. He wasn't get to get the same contract as Kevin yeah. Garnett and forced his way out. And uh, the Wolves never really recovered until they traded for Cassell and Sprewell in 04. But I want to focus specifically on that. Was that a consideration, the Marbury trade leaving? Because that looked like a very formidable trio for years to come if they could have kept it together, Dan, Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's on the calendar. I think it's March 7th, I want to say, is the day that Marbury was uh, traded. Or Sounds about or right, yeah. But, yeah, so, um, but yeah, I mean, all of these were. It just kind of got, it's, again, talk to my publisher about that. <laughs> they uh, they had to 
cut things down and I fought for what I could and you know so and I thought the yeah, uh, I don't know what else to say about that. No, no, I I you know to me that's one that I that I have I mean obviously uh it was disappointing, you know, Cassell was hurt in the 04 uh uh, Western Conference Finals and yep. weren't able to see that through and that you know that was certainly uh disappointing from that standpoint but a couple of guys we actually you know drafted Garnett I guess Marbury yeah. was a draft day trade but still he was essentially picked up on draft day in 96 and yeah that looked like a very formidable trio for years to come well we only have a couple of minutes left Dan I guess I just a uh, couple other things specifically the the Joe Necro Emery board incident where he got caught <laughs> scuffing the baseballs in 1987 and then the Vikings Back-to-back screwed-up drafts in 02 and 03 where they didn't get their draft cards in on time. I don't know if those are so much as heartbreaking as utterly hilarious, Dan. What is so right. <laughs> right. You know, in in the beginning of the book, and I, again, arguing, uh, uh, throwing my publisher under the bus here if he's listening, um, you know, kind of argued with he, – he was like, well, this these things aren't heartbreaking. Well, how do you make a book about – you know, Minnesota sports and some, some of the stupid things that happened without including, you know, Jerry Burns' uh, profane rant. Yeah. I mean, it, clearly it's not heartbreaking. They won that game. Right. You know? That's true. Um, but it, it just shows the, the lunacy of Minnesota sports, and you have to you have to put those things in there. You know, you got to keep a lighter side to it, too, and be able to laugh at some of our history. So, I mean, I even wrote in the intro that not all of these are heartbreaking. Some of them are just silly, you know, Burt. Uh, Blylev and Middle Finger episodes, you know. Just, oh yeah. I mean, it's not heartbreaking at all, but it's it's just good humor in Minnesota sports history. And this whole project, we always say that it's about you know laughing rather than crying. So you got to have those moments too, I guess I would say. And folks, if you have an opportunity, definitely. I found the Facebook page uh, Wenesota, uh, you know, W H E N E S O T A. Uh, I I'm glad you brought this up today. Uh, Ten years ago today, Brad Childress was fired. As Vikings yeah. head coach, the day after they got crushed by the Packers, I was at that game uh, against the Packers, and I saw the argument on the sidelines between then quarterback Brett Favre and offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel, and it was just a completely dysfunctional season. That was a season where Randy Moss berated caterers Randy and was cut yeah. after getting traded for. So, yeah, you could do a book uh, uh, alone on the 2010 season of the Vikings. I would, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. Well, Dan, we're out of time. We appreciate you joining us uh, uh, today to promote this book. Again, History of Heartbreak, 100 Events that Tortured Minnesota Sports Fans. Best of luck with this book. Like I say, if, if Barnes & Noble is any indication, the Barnes & Noble near Northtown, uh, it sounds like they're, they're doing very well there. Congratulations. A terrific book. I've enjoyed reading it. Thanks for coming on today, and uh, have a great rest of your day in Skull Vikings. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. You bet. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you tuning in as always. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Have a blessed day and safe Thanksgiving this week, folks. And Godspeed. We'll talk to you next week. Closing time. Are you sick and tired of fake news and half-truths? Hi, Alex Hartman here of REMAX Results. If you're considering selling a property this fall, please listen closely. The market is hot. Inventory is low. That's all real and factual news. But beware, in today's world, fake news would have you believe you have to hire a big real estate team to sell your house. What they don't tell you is that they may pawn you off on a new rookie agent selling their very first home, or worse yet, a part-timer. The fact is, most people would prefer to work with a proven real estate agent who understands both the marketplace and their needs and will see their transaction through from start to finish. That is what I am, and that's what I do. When you call me, Alex Hartman, you get me and my proven track record of results. So if you like the idea of working with a like-minded Patriot listener, please give me a call for a free market analysis. Call me directly at 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000. Or go to resultsbyalex.com. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free 
free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800-482-8399. Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Autoglass, I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. Here are just some of the advantages of using Advantage Autoglass. Advantage number three, we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. Advantage number four, We have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, and that's hard to achieve. Advantage number five, we use only the highest quality parts and adhesives. So just tell your insurance agent you want to work with Advantage Autoglass. Or better yet, call us direct and we'll handle it for you. Call Advantage Autoglass today at 952-423-6396, 952-423-6396, and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. For chips, nicks, or cracks, call Advantage Auto Glass. AM 1280, The Patriot is WWE.